Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It is chilly in Southern California, and nobody wants to hear about it. The rest of the country's like, oh, I live in a snowbank in Buffalo. Well, it's nice here because it was like 88 degrees not that long ago, like a couple days ago, and uh, we built a fire last night. We're curling up. Where? Yeah. In, that, in, that, in that- What do you mean holder, where? In that thing outside in or f- inside? In the fireplace. The you thing have outside. outside thing too. Yeah, but that's just like a press a button Persian restaurant light fixture. This is we but we put it in that we had to go to the country store, we had to get the fire, we brought the log back. We got the and fire. we built the fire and Noah tends to it anyway. Um it was What's nice. A, are you worried about the Tianfu jumping into the fire? Because I was always worried about that. Is that's pets. an insane no, like on a basic instinct level, animals know that fire is dangerous. I don't like know babies. that they all do. They all do. If you strike a match around a dog, they like back up. Okay. And she is definitely not cool. And then every time something would crack in the fire, she'd be on like high alert. She's not cool about about dying. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. She gets it. They understand death. They really do. They know what they do. Unhealthy fear of things like water and moving chairs, but fully understand what fire is. I just read about an intuitive thing we all do, which is, you know when kids draw a picture and they put the sun in it. They always put the sun in a corner, right? Like you never put the sun in the middle. And I read that it's because even as like a kid, you have some sense of like, if it was in the middle, it would be too close. And by putting it to the side, the perspective puts it further away. And that even in like cave paintings, they did the same thing. Like that, that you have some awareness of perspective. And yet Icarus had no sense of that. And his wings just, melted. Just flew right up there. Flew right up there. Um, I mean, in all honesty, he probably flew 30 feet in the air. <laughs> like, there's Before no way he, like, broke the stratosphere. Just his uh, hot, like, the he was probably sweating and his back just melted those feathers. Or he died because his fake wings didn't work. Oh, you're telling me that this guy in Greek mythology invented wings before, thousands of years before the first plane? Okay, cool. Um... Fun fact for the women out there with children, I guess, and men too, but my mom used to do this. When we were little, my brother, we'd be in the back seat of the car and my brother 
of course, blaming my mother for all things would be like, the sun's in my eye. And my mom would talk to Mr. Sun about being in Ben's eye. And what she was doing was timing it for when she turned and she knew the sun wouldn't be on like coming in through his side. So it'd be this very long, you know, waiting for her to turn. But if we were on like a main, like a freeway, she would just be talking to him like, and I know you don't mean to hurt him, Mr. <laughs> sun. And we turn and make it away. So my brother thought my mom controlled the sun. Mr. Sun. <laughs> Get it out of my eye. <laughs> she did it. And then I was like, I know what's going on. Oh, you figured it out. I don't know. I only recently. <laughs> you guys, you've got questions. We've got red hot answers. Got that red hot fire. That mm -hmm. advice coming your way, kicking it off, inching closer to mass vaccinations, public acceptance of uh, political outcomes and science, trying to get our lives back together, watching my career continue to disintegrate as we push dates further and farther back. And uh, it's been really humbling. Kick it. <laughs> anonymous. Hey, Eliza, love the podcast. I feel like all you do is anonymous ones, and I'm sick of it. Okay. You always we'll do. do. Some. What? We'll I, do every some. episode, you're like, anonymous, and it's like, okay, cool. Okay. You got to dig, you, you dig into what people are asking. Okay. This is not anonymous. This is not Can the anonymous show. this one? Yeah, only because you okay. started, and I don't want to hurt their feelings, their anonymous feelings. Love the podcast. I need help making a big decision. I moved to South Carolina about five years ago. I have a great career here, and I love it, but I find myself getting very homesick and missing my family back in Vermont. I recently found out that my sister is pregnant, I don't, and I don't want to be absent in my niece or nephew's life. I'm debating moving home. I'm nervous that I will regret staying in South Carolina, but I also feel like I'll regret leaving. Please help. Y love y'all. Kick it. Kick it. I would have thought it was funny. She's like, I'm in South Carolina, and I'm missing my family in Northern South Carolina. Huge cultural shift. Um, I don't... This is tough. I don't know what you do for a living. I think... That's an odd excuse. She wants to go be near the kid. Yeah, but some people not... are really into being like aunts and uncles. Maybe. Do you want to have kids of your own? Oh, you can't ask a woman that. Or you also you could be a dude. I think you're you're a girl though for sure. I don't think a guy would have. They'd be like, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. It sounds to me, based on almost nothing, that you're using. You're being homesick is valid. Yeah. I. If you move there just for a job, like a job's just a job, but I would dig a little bit deeper. Mm. And wonder, what are the reasons you left Vermont? Were you like, I got to get out of here. They used maple syrup instead of water. Or were you, was it just for the job? Do you not like living there? You know, I think I would dig a little bit deeper. The catalyst may be that, but that can't be just the reason just to be around the kids. Unless family is just like the thing. Does your sister right. even care? Have you asked her? Yeah, I wonder, like, if you move home and she's like, get out of here. Yeah, we don't need, we don't need this. We don't need you to make spaghetti every Monday. No one likes it. Every Monday. <laughs> like, hey, guys, it's me. That's your sister, Claude. And it's spaghetti Mondays that no one asked for. Open <laughs> your meatball. So I would just dig a little bit deep. Maybe you're lonely. I mean, I, I doubt COVID is as in full effect as it is here over there. You know, do you have a, are you, do you know? Are you trying to date and that's not happening? And do you think moving home will be the answer? Some people do like to move back home, but what are the reasons you moved in the first place? Mm. Don't give up on it just because the going got tough for a little bit. And think about where you see yourself, this is your exercise, in 10 years. And do those goals, are you able to meet those goals in Vermont? 
Or do you need to be in the bustling megatropolis that is South Carolina? Are you in Charleston? What? Obviously. And with right? COVID, Where else would you go? are you even allowed to see a baby? I feel like Vermont's like, we're fine. It's too mm. cold here. We're fine. So yeah, I, I think it's not about the kids. I think it's something else. I'll dig a little deeper. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Kick it. Keck underscore BJJ cop. Hello, Eliza, Emily, and sweet baby girl. I love your show and... Sweet Chinese chicken. She looks I like a little chicken. Okay, I loved your show in Des Moines in 2019. I was rewatching Unveiled for the umpteenth time and wondered how much you had to practice 
the Daniel section. And did you make any mistakes with this section during taping or while testing this material at the clubs? I'm always impressed with the speed at which you can talk and your breath control. Thank you. And I cannot wait for the next tour and for your return to Iowa. Oh, um, I'm very impressed by that too. And it is something that weirdly comes very naturally to me. Uh, I practice quote unquote that bit just as much as the other bits, you know, you don't independently do it outside of the entire act. Um, Mm -hmm. That, for some reason, that whole thing about the best man and Mary, all this stuff, I made it up one night. I just did. Mm -hmm. A kind of, I believe, closer toward taping. Like, this wasn't something that I had been doing for the full year. Some things just come very clear to me in, like, spurts like that, and that was one of them. So... No, I never mess up. We only taped, we only did two tapings. We only do two tapings for a special. And uh, so two different audiences. Never messed up. Sometimes it is just like reading a script out of your own brain. And then sometimes you're just like, which part of the joke comes next? It's like if you ever had to memorize lines, there are some lines that are written so weird, it's really hard to memorize them and some that just flow. I always think that that's like the sign of a, a great writer. But um, for my stand-up, you know, it's my own thoughts. So it's easier to connect thoughts in my head. Like, of course, you know, it goes this and then we do the dance and then he says this and then there's the sunglasses. Of course, I don't remember the bit now. So no more or less practicing than any of the other bits that were in it. Um, And a lot of things are improvised, but I think that's part of, you know, as you go on in a career, that's part of the, uh, the skill and the talent, the innate talent versus, and, and the craft of it. I guess, is all of that stuff. That's the stuff that you can't buy. Uh, but that's the answer. I have done that bit in so long. Question you- from me, Emily. Uh, how, do you, how do you do it all, Eliza? How do you wear your pajamas When you go back to touring, do you think you'll be doing the same stuff or is it such a different, work, like stuff that, because you were working, you basically always have like an hour ready to go. Like you're always working on, a full new specials worth of material. So you were working on stuff when the world ended. Are you going to be doing some of that, all of that, none of that when you go back to stages in like six months? That's a great question. And honestly, when the world shut down and then, you know, seven months later when we were allowed to practice our craft in the daylight again, in the nightlight, I thought like, oh my God, all of these things that I was talking about feel so trivial compared to what we've all just collectively gone through. But the truth is, you know, stand-up can be about the minutiae. I mean, look look at Seinfeld. You know, look at, the, these are the just things that are funny and no one's counting on me to give a State of the Union. And even and from the small seeds of little annoyances come these larger points. So um, there's a couple things that I was working on uh, pre-pandemic, but it but I wove them into what we did during the drive-in tour. And then mm-hmm. because of the local sets that I've been doing, I've got little bits of things. So it will be almost completely different. I do want to say, you know, people see your special and then they're like, oh, I don't want to see you on tour. Between the time the special comes out and that you see me, there's usually enough time that it's a new act. I've never had someone say, oh, it's super similar. So it's yeah. always evolving, ever moving. You will not be seeing anything that you saw on Netflix when you see me in person. Right. By the time your special comes out on Netflix, you already have taped it months in advance. Months so, in advance. Yeah. So, but also, yeah. So by this time, we got a lot of new stuff to talk about here. I'll give you, I'll tell you a little tidbit of something I'm working on right now. I wrote it down. Oh. I wrote it down. What did I say? Go to the bottom of my, of my notes. Um, 
Oh, What's I want to deal say- with masks. Well, I don't want to talk about COVID, but people have started saying the phrase like, I, you know, I'm having a good COVID. Like they've acted like it's a holiday. Like there's just something to like, and a good COVID unto thee. <laughs> a restful COVID unto thee. It's oh. this weird. Heart. It's really just that one line. It's not so much a joke as just a throwaway. And uh, I got a whole thing about whales and you will be oh. hearing whale noises. Oh my oh. God. This girl this morning, I saw a tweet and it was like, like name some comics or whatever. This girl was like, I'd like to see more specials. I'd like to see these people back on Netflix. And she named me and like a couple of other comics. And I'm like, but I have five specials. Like, did you not dig? Because these people don't. No tea, no shade, but like they don't. And then she was like, and then she singled me out and in parentheses wrote, I'd like to see more of Eliza minus the annoying animal noises. And I'm like, first of all, that's so pointed and you tagged me. So I can't tell if you're a fan or foe. Fan or foe. Second of all, it was one sheep. Oh, and the bird and the peacock. It's not like I'm just like a menagerie up there. Anyways, <laughs> that was a really <laughs> shitty thing to say. And uh, you're getting whale noises in 2021, just, 2022. Just despite that poster. Ooh, I actually wrote the joke down last night and then I saw that this morning. And I was just like, whatever. Okay, She's I'll just get up number. there. I'll sound like everyone else. <laughs> that was whale for fuck you. Kick it. <laughs> Megan Northway. Hi from Scotland. I had COVID over Christmas and one of the symptoms I had was loss of taste and smell. I've since recovered, but I swear tastes are not as delicious as they used to be. Things are just a little muted. Did you or anyone else you know have lasting taste loss? I miss tasty times. Tasty times, especially in Scotland, which is such a whimsical country. The national mascot is a unicorn. They have something. This girl's like, I know I live there. But for the rest of you, Scotland is just an adorable, whimsical, medieval, tasty time. Medieval. There's nothing that was adorable about medieval times. But it is so cute. And they have something there called tablet. When when you make fudge, like right before the sugar disintegrates, that's what tablet is. It's like a harder fudge. It's, it's pure sugar. And... I don't know why everyone in Scotland isn't 8,000 pounds, but it's outstanding and they have tasty teas and they have little, it's just, I loved my time in Scotland. I stayed at the Balmoral and I walked every day. I made some friends there and I took the train to Glasgow where I learned some Glaswegian phrases. I learned the phrase, bolt your rocket, which means shut your fucking mouth. And we drank some iron brew, which was super gross. Um, anyways, I love Scotland. Scotland loves me. That's not true. Not, not many people came to the show. It was a really small venue. Um, muted, not for me. Emily, you have COVID. Mm-hmm. I can't you said tell you if already I've lost can't taste. taste. You yeah, said you I, have- I feel like I don't have a strong sense of smell or taste already, but I just can't. I'm just congested, so I can't tell what's that and what's like disease. But I will say Cokes have not tasted good, but I also don't know if that's because I didn't drink one for so long because I was trying to get better and now. My you body enough, is like, hold on a second. You had enough cell tono- turnover and the new cells were like, what is this poison? Uh, I will tell you, I have a relative who claims that she lost her taste and smell. I believe it too. Um, for like five to six months after yeah. she had COVID. I've um, that. I couldn't taste and smell for five days and it was back. So I hope that it gets better for you. Um, I feel like these are things that get better. There are some people that have these lasting effects, but- that's, That's what's a real crazy bummer. is the long haul symptoms. Like you have no idea if it's going to be like Fucking what's going to be where they're like, oh, it's been three months and now my heart stopped. It's like, what? 
how are you talking to us beyond the dead? Uh, honestly, get into spicy foods. Like start entering those like hot chili pepper eating contests. Get really in to all the different types of Mexican food and just get in there. Get you some Thai food and just down those chilies and just be a freak of nature and win some money and then get taste bud surgery. Kick it. Honey underscore loves underscore Zelda. How do you reconcile leaving a toxic workplace? I just put in my two weeks at a job I've been at for eight years that took such a toll on my mental health, but I kept making excuses to stay. I'm grateful for some of what it gave me, but also I am more fragile in terms of my depression and anxiety. I mean, that sounds like Stockholm syndrome. She's like, also, I live in South Carolina. I'm thinking of moving back to Vermont. I don't know, Emily. What do you think? <laughs> that I have I have Stockholm syndrome for sure. Whatever. I'm in my apartment alone. Like, I wish I was at work. I'm so That's lonely. not nice. That's I'm not nice. I miss you. No, you're saying you have a mental condition because I was I was your captor. Because you're the only person I've been able to see for like 12 months. I haven't seen a single friend except when I cat sat. I haven't seen a human. A All I see is you. <laughs> Yeah, but that's on you. Like, I see people. Well, I'm not seeing anyone, and I got COVID, and it's not right. I think you're excited that you can blame the fact that you have no friends on COVID. I have friends, and I FaceTime with them, but it's exhausting. Look. Gotta yeah, hold my it, phone up. <laughs> my arms. Um, How do you reconcile it? You know, a friend of mine took a gig. This is not the same, but it is similar. Um, It was a TV gig. And nobody else wanted it. And it was like they threw her in. Like they were mid-production and they just threw her in. And it was like eight weeks. And it was horrible. And I didn't speak to her for eight weeks because she was being such a bitch. No, I didn't speak to her for eight weeks because she was so busy. And it was like ungodly hours. Like 6 a.m. to like midnight. Every night, constant Slack chats, constant blue jeans, whatever, whatever <laughs> weird office interface. Constant... And people were really mean. And it's that thing where it's like, well, if you don't want it, someone else will do it. Nobody cares. And everybody was beholden to these higher powers. So especially in production, it can be everybody's so afraid of losing their job that they're just mean and nobody cares. And you're kind of just in the trenches. My point is she was, she finished and she was like, I let this boss of mine speak to me in a horrible way. I didn't stand up for myself. Of course, I sent thank you notes after we done we were done. Nobody wrote back. And I was like, trying to explain to her, like, you've just come out of something traumatic where you're replaying in your head all the times you wanted to say something and didn't. But the truth is in the moment, it wasn't appropriate or it wouldn't behoove you. I would just give yourself some time to grieve and not even so much grieve, but just remove yourself from that. Like when you run a race, the second you cross the finish line, you don't stop. You keep walking and keep jogging for a couple paces because your body needs a chance to recalibrate and slow down. Same thing where when you go on vacation, you don't just hit the vacation. You're like, I'm relaxing, ultimate relaxation. Like you need a, a beat to like get into it. Same thing if you were going to start running, you know, you'd start stretching because you're going from one state to another and there's a transformation. So I would just cut yourself a break. Maybe if you want to see a therapist, do some breathing, do some yoga, give yourself a chance to realize this isn't happening anymore. Learn from those mistakes and look at it like a lesson. I, it took me eight years, but what did I learn coming out of that? And even though, you know, you feel fragile now because you're in like a gelatinous state, but you're going to emerge from this a lot stronger. It just takes some time and some perspective. It's not going to happen overnight. And going to the next job, you have a better sense of what you will and won't put up with, up with what you will and won't put. So think about it. It's not, things happen for a reason. 
Yeah, don't beat yourself up for for being in that position. I mean, people need jobs, you know, and you got out and now you can uh, you can start working on having a healthier work environment. Like I could tell you, and this is such a weird example and no, it's no secret. Like last comic standing, that tour should have been amazing. And those guys were horrible. And it really, I'm not going to be like, oh, my mental health, but it did affect me. It did affect me long-term, short-term in terms of walls, in terms of nervousness, whatever. And it takes a couple years to realize that the battle that you thought you were fighting doesn't exist anymore. So give yourself a break. Um... And just and just be kind to yourself. That's yeah. all. Don't let don't let people that don't think about you have a lasting impression on you. Take from take from it what you need. What skill set do you have? What ways do you stand up for yourself? What won't you put up with? Take from it what you need and leave everything else behind because it'll never happen again. You wouldn't let it. Otherwise, you didn't learn your lesson, but you did. Kick it. Do you remember we had a listener who worked with someone who she thought basically had like Munchausen's who was always complaining yes. about having different ailments and we were like this. and you wanted more examples you're like update she died turns out they were all <laughs> v real and we no. should have listened so update from anonymous thank you so much for featuring my question i thankfully do have someone i can bitch to but it's still annoying so you asked me for some more details let me give you some examples she claims to have asthma but does not carry a rescue inhaler she has flare-ups all the time that cause her to cough to the point of throwing up but no rescue inhaler i have asked her why she doesn't try prednisone to help with her flare-ups my daughter has asthma so i feel like i know what i'm talking about but she refuses because she says she gained 70 pounds last time yeah not how that works if you're using it short 70 yeah she tells me she has a steroid it's yeah honestly when I've taken prednisone, like for my throat or something, I can see through time. Like but I feel would, jacked up. I feel ready to go. So much energy. This would so be angry in an too. emergency situation though. Like she wouldn't be taking it every day. Wait, can I just say something? <laughs> yeah. I took a steroid pack when I'd hurt my, um, my, my, my neck. Like when we thought that would help, I took a steroid yeah. pack. And I took two steroid packs within six weeks, which is a huge no-no. It's really bad for you. And the sec- the first time you're feeling great, second time around, I find myself like kind of like when athletes juice, like I found myself like a little irritable. And I told this guy that I work with, this executive, and he was like, can I tell you? And he's like a big dude. He's like, I was on a steroid pack one time and I found myself just like at the gym listening to speed metal. I was like on the elliptical for like two hours and I just like was really, I was so angry at my girlfriend. And then I, I broke up with her and just like went to the gym. And then I had to apologize later because I realized I was just roiding out from a steroid. Jacked up. He was just like, fuck you, Linda. Anyways, it'll get you. But the 70 pounds yeah. thing, I don't know. I think she's lying. 70 pounds? Say, I want to see pictures. Well, and then she tells pounds. us she has a blood disorder that only she has. It's just ridiculous. Not to mention, she talks about all her ailments to our customers that come in. <gasps> what do you do for a living? She's like, it's a cake store, so it's super gross. <laughs> that I don't know, but that's so inappropriate. And this what woman she, is clearly insane. She's a doctor, and that's what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, a blood disorder that only she has. Only she's identified. What if she's a genius? Yeah, it's weird. I think you would, I honestly, I think you should start with what's legally not allowed. Uh, not legally, but I think technically, like at work, you don't want someone, you should call an HR and be like, you cannot talk to people about your discharge. <laughs> About I don't care your what color it is. Vomits. Ugh. Yeah. 
So although I, I mean, I do. Gracie is a, the only cat allergic to a certain medication, so I'm with. Her I on would that. just look. Okay, okay. I would just look at her and be like, "Why are you telling me this? This is so oh. gross, Susan." She'll be like, "Well, I just be like, what did I? Why? That's so gross. I'm drinking. Like, I would just treat her like she's. I don't know. It's tough. You're not me, and I probably wouldn't do this." I would just be like, I'm sorry. I actually have a rare gag disorder where anything you say makes me feel sick. It's just for me personally. I'm very upset by people even threatening to throw up. So I wouldn't be able to handle that. Does this bother you? I don't like you do a very good throw up noise and I don't like it. Oh, you know what it sounds like? Remember those those like batons you could flip like. Yes. It sounds like I'm rewinding (laughs) someone throwing up and fast forwarding it. Um. (laughs) Yeah, she sounds really annoying, and it's unfortunate because I I bet some of that stuff is real, but she realized, just stop giving her attention. Try to rewire the electricity in that brain of hers. When she goes to cough barf, you just go back. You got to have your manager be like, we cannot have you doing this on the showroom floor, okay? We're at rooms to go. People are coming in for couches. It's disgusting. Kick it. Leanna Joy Photography, with the announcement of the reboot of Sex and the City, where do you think all the women will be now? I don't know. What is that? First of all, I'm really bummed out that they couldn't work it out and that there will be no Samantha because what are you t- what, she was the only, she was funny. Now it was corny, cheesy, like a woman acting like a really campy gay guy, but the other women aren't funny. And her puns were actually pretty painful, but I that character balanced it all out. Yeah. Even though no one actually lives like that. <laughs> no, no, but I liked like her. It was all four of them together. They better not try to replace her. It better just be the three. If they bring in some other like, lady to. to be the... No. They're going to. And um, so what was so great about that show was it sort of... The, the situations that they were on um, portend the future for younger girls, right? So you're watching that when you're a teenager and you're watching that in your early 20s and you're seeing these women who were in probably their late 20s, early 30s, whatever, when they were shooting it. And you, the situations still apply. Like he broke up with me on a post-it note. The thing about the shoes, um, you know, Charlotte exploring her sexuality. Like these are all things that are very real and all these social circumstances and all the different types of boyfriends and dating and all of that stuff and Miranda getting pregnant. These were all very real. And even as a woman now in my, mm, in my thirties, I, I still reference that show because it was all so steeped in reality and so steep in your experience as a woman dating, especially in a, in a big city. Um, so what I would like to see from it is these women are now in their 40s, in their 50s, you know, whether it's menopause or children or that second chapter. I'm excited to see that blueprint that they lay out and I'm excited to see if my life follows suit because I think they do a really good job on capturing sort of what it is to be a woman. Yes, it's heightened circumstances and yes, they live these fabulous lives. But, you know, Charlotte was struggling with infertility. She was in a marriage, a loveless marriage before that. Miranda probably dealt with being too smart for her own good and also being in a marriage that she, like, wasn't that into. A lot of not that into marriages. And Carrie didn't want to have kids. So I think women can find bits of themselves in these women. So I'm excited to see what they go through and then what I have to look forward to slash expect in life if they do a good job. Do you think instead of writing in the paper, Carrie's going to have a podcast? I wondered. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I should say. 
I wondered if I was getting I some uptown. I couldn't help but wonder if I'd be getting down downtown. Or whatever. It was always that. It was always like, meanwhile, across town, Miranda had a crossbody bag situation. There's always these like <laughs> delicious puns. Do, across do, do, town, Miranda do, do. is once again wearing an all green outfit. I never got to watch it on HBO. I watched it on TBS. And then as an adult, when I got the disc set, I realized how much sex was in it, despite the eponymous title. You don't see on TBS, it's just, you know, they cut the vanilla it. version. Yeah. And then I that saw it, I was like, e. Jesus Christ. <laughs> to this day, when I hear the HBO, oh, I expect to hear do, 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 do. Anyway, I, oh, I hope they keep the same intro. Seen- I had never seen the show when the movie came out, but I went with a friends to see the movie. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I saw, so there's two, there's sex, there's both movies. The one where they go yeah. to Dubai. What's what the, the second oh, the, one? The wedding is the second, is the first one. No, yes. I saw it um, in and Paris. And the Charlotte poops. Try to tell you a story. Saw it in Paris on opening night. My boyfriend took me, we were in Paris. And that was very cool to see it in French. Um, I think there were subtitles or there were French subtitles. Um, I, you watch the show, by the way, people that pick at it, it's like, yeah, do you want to see a show? If you want to see a show about like a single woman struggling in Manhattan, like there are plenty. There is the fantasy of the beautiful way these women live. And I think that that's what the show is. It's fantasy. It's gay man fantasy. It's city fan. Like, it's just fabulous. And, uh, I look forward to it. All the outfits, all the everything. It's fun. It's fun to hate. It's fun to love. Do, 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 do. And it's been two hours, and uh, that's the podcast. Have a great day. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course, you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my 
zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. JF underscore Justagram. Aussie girl in a male-dominated world, maritime industry, Western Australia. Hey, legend. Wait, introduce yourself. Aussie girl in a maritime world, maritime. I don't remember what she just. Hey, <laughs> legends, I... love your show. Love listening while out at sea and refitting engines on the boats. Whoa. Obviously, it is a male-dominated world, but goddamn, how hot are guys in high vis? My question being, I have formed a major crush on my boss. We are working on one boat in particular together. However, I'm usually at sea and he is usually in the Perth office. I know you shouldn't screw the crew. I have had a relationship on another boat years ago, but he ended up cheating on me with another crew member. Anyway, this guy seems different. So much sexual chemistry and Aussie banter. Should I make a move? I mean, are you in the military? Uh, maritime industry. Okay, so you just work on a boat. On boats. So it may just be boat stuff with no army stuff. By the way, I, I totally thought you were a lesbian when you were reading all that. It's just basically based on the way you introduced yourself. But like, leave it to an Aussie to be like, by the way, I'm straight, I'm super hot, and I'm tan, and I work in a thong. No shit's giving. I just imagine you in like a crop top. I don't know what you look like and just tan so much hair and just ripped and just so out just there. So much hair like like Nicole Kidman. Like from your like head. Early Nicole Kidman was no, still curly. Not, I'm not thinking of Nicole Kidman like you are 24 hours a day. I said tan. She's just tall and she's definitely not allowed in the sun. Anyway, I'm out there looking at me boss. Me boss. <laughs> my boss. I, you know, it's probably not the best idea. The guy that cheated on you, whatever. And by the way, like a contained romance, like on a ship. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Also, although it is interesting, if you both, if you're both on the ship, you know, I'd be like, take a second look at that crush because a confined space, you start to find people attractive that you wouldn't. But if you're not both on the ship, you know, also how much older is he than you? If you sleep with him and things go awry, does that affect your career? Mm-hmm. You know, I would think a couple steps out, you know, and are you having sexual chemistry with him? Because is he the only, whatever the male version of a Shayla is, is he the only guy in your proximity or are you coming to shore? Or are you having a normal dating life? Think about like, is he the only guy in your, that's visible to you? Right. High viz. High viz. Hot dudes. Hotties. What? Yeah. You gotta weigh those consequences. But I am super horny for you, and uh, I'm pumped. I hope I hope you guys have great sex. It probably won't be that great. It's like all this buildup, and they'll be like, "Oh, it came early, later," and you'll be like, "No." So I'm just saying, just uh, just check all your engines, check the check engine light, make sure you're servicing all the parts of your equipment before you dive in. It's a carburetor. <laughs> hers and paws. My question is about dog park etiquette during COVID. Really? Hers Should and I... paws didn't give away that it was going to be about an animal. Dog Should park I etiquette. Be... 
Should I be asking people not to pet my dog? I go to the dog park often and keep a six to 10 meter distance between myself and other owners, but I'm wondering if I shouldn't be going at all or if I should be asking people not to pet my dog for fear of germs spreading that way. Do you take the snow peach to the dog park? Thoughts? Hmm. Despite the fact that we live near a dog park, we do not take Snow Peach to the dog park. Snow Peach does not enjoy the dog park. The one time at the beginning of COVID that we took her. Now, granted, she was brand new baby. She found a dog with epilepsy that was hiding under a bench and she sat with that dog. So (laughs) didn't want to involve herself with the other dogs. Snow Peach should be socialized more, but she's baby. Um, I'm not a medical professional, we take her for walks and we run into other couples with dogs, but we always have our masks on. I don't think Corona is really traveling on surfaces, especially dogs in that way. I feel like at first people did say don't do, like they people didn't want you petting their dogs because it was- It's really like, tough. I don't know You're what the t- studies have- I don't done. know. I know that people are disproportionately afraid. Like, what if it, they touch my pizza box and then I touch my pizza box? I don't really think that's the way this disease is traveling. I could be wrong. Sure, germs can be on the dog, but dogs don't get COVID. Hopefully you don't walk a gorilla because that one gorilla has COVID. You know, maybe keep some wipes in your car. I think as long as you are using germ killer on your hands and that's the barrier between you and your dog. It's tough. You know, you bring the dog. What are you going to yell? Like, please don't pet, even though I brought my dog to a public place. I think it's okay. I have not gotten COVID and people, some people have gotten close to my dog. So I think you're okay, but... uh. Don't put your mouth on the dog, mate. It's just going to be really stressful for you to bring the dog to the park and then someone... First of all, you're assuming people want to touch your dog. What if you don't have... What if you have like a poodle? No one wants a pet a poodle. So what? They don't. The hair's too curly. Take it. Erickson6074. Hello, my fair ladies. Eliza Doolittle and Professor Higgins. LOL. Oh my God. (laughs) I never thought about that. Isn't that crazy? I was also like half listening. I was just like, what is this intro? And then, oh, you're my Henry Higgins. No way. <laughs> I teach you so much more than he taught her. And I'm pretty sure I have, well, we both have pretty good diction. Pretty good diction. <laughs> wow. Isn't I was that- named after that movie. Yeah. And you I were not named. not last named, but yeah. middle-aged men like whenever I've been at internships or wherever, always like, oh, like Professor Higgins. And I'm like, yeah. Oh God, that's so annoying when people do that. Okay, so here's the question. Wait, I never, when I was growing up, everyone always be like, there's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza. And I, apparently this is not a song people know like outside of Texas or the South. I, we sang that at a Montessori school. In Georgia. In In Georgia. 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 I think it's a Southern thing because people here are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the only song that anyone ever sang to me. And now I guess there's a girl named Eliza Hamilton. Wouldn't know. Haven't seen it. Don't care. Don't at me. Eliza. <laughs> I was here first. Kick <laughs> it. What? Not before that song, but yes, before Yes, Hamilton. I was here before the song. The song is not as old as Hamilton. No, the oh, Liza she was Bucket true. song. Oh, that bucket also, song is old school. Also, that girl did exist before me. Also, none of these are spelled I L I Z A. No, you're the only one. So eat a turd, everyone. I'm sorry. Oh. 
You know how people without children say things like, I would never feed my kid non-organic food or my kids will play at least one instrument and something like that. And when they have kids, they have to eat their words. Can you please make such a statement? Make it big. Make it bold. I will be here for you and remind you when the time comes. Love from Sweden. That is such a weird challenged. Yeah, like a weird <laughs> Swedish finger trap. Why would I want to do that? Why would I paint myself into a parental corner? I am always the first to be like, I don't have kids, so I don't know X, Y, Z. You know, I don't know. I Let me think. What, what would I like to declare? That you if, think is way to, like, declare something ridiculous, but that maybe you actually would want. Ridiculous? Like my kid's going to go to space. I don't think it's that. I mean, these that's not ridiculous that you would hope that your kid would eat all organic. You'd hope your kid would play an instrument. My kid's going to know, my kid's going to be reading at one month. <laughs> they can't hold a book up at one month with their tiny little hands. Every month I read to my eggs. Um, I, I don't have a declaration like that. What a weird Swedish question. My declaration is I'm going to start massaging Gracie. I Stop read about with the cat. The no one's talking about the cat. What are you talking? Mm. Am I missing this? I thought it was supposed to be like my kid will know the difference between. It's supposed to be something like a little bit difficult. So like only eat organic food. Like in practice, okay, you're probably not going to do that. My kid will eat no sugar. Oh, um, I as I chomped down on a very stale bag of Skittles last night in a flavor profile that I wasn't even a fan of. Ew. I was just sitting there in the car. Like, it was like a cigarette break, but with Skittles. And I'm just, and they're hard. And I'm just, and it was cold outside. So they're hard. And I'm just chomping on them. It was Where the blue you get them? country store. And it was the blue bag. So it's like that tropical flavors and they were bad. And I'm just eating it. And the whole time I'm just like, I have a sugar addiction and I manage it. But like, I'm almost 38 and I still crave a bag of Sour Patch Kids every week. It, and I don't have junk food in the house or anything, but it is, it's a part of who I am and I'm not going to give it up. I work out, I eat right, but I love, I love candy. I love it. I do my best. I do my best. So I figure you'd be like, Noah, Noah like doesn't eat any sugar. And as a kid, I guess he ate and then he stopped. Like he loves hearts of palm. Like that's a sweet treat to him. I think he's, I think he, I think he's from like a Russian sleeper cell camp. I think that they planted him here and they're like, act American. He's like, hey, American friends, hearts of palm. Good times. Did, did he ever finish that teeny ice cream you got him? Last night, I got him this ice cream a week ago. And he's like, oh, not too much pleasure. He flogs himself. He treats himself like he's in solitary confinement. He'll take off Snickers. He'll freeze it and he'll nibble off of it. It takes him like two months to finish one. And I'm just sitting here horking down whole bags of Skittles in the car of the, in the parking lot of the store. I love it. I can't help it. I can't help it. Fresh bag of Sour Patch Kids. Ah, little dabble, do you? My child won't eat sugar and will say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And will be a proficient balloonist. I, a kid saying ma'am freaks me out a little bit. Here's why it's, here's why it's a good idea. Because it teaches immediate contrition. No, it teaches um, it teaches respect. And I think if you come from, you don't have to do it, especially in California. Nobody cares because everyone's just like a hug. Everyone's just like, a, how are you feeling? Your emotions matter more than anything kind of thing. Teaching your kids, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, while it is a little severe, it does put you, I think if you come from 
like an unassuming unarmed position, I think you get a little bit farther with some types of people in life. It's just easy just to show deference to older people. Or if somebody is feeling powerless and you say, yes, ma'am, then they feel like, oh, this person's respecting me, even if you actually don't. It's just a thing that's very easy to do. And Mm -hmm. your kid's probably going to grow up to be a piece of shit, especially in Los Angeles. So give a, put a little bit of the fear of God in them just so they aren't garbage. So many kids here are, and look, I don't have kids. So many kids are just garbage. And it's just like how, like, it's so just, there's no emphasis placed on the fact that like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have a BMW at 10 or a tablet at two. I understand it's impossible to keep screens and TVs away from kids, but like, I just think so many, because so many people here are so damaged and then their kids are damaged. If anybody is offended by that, like find the, find the lie. This is Jackson. He sleeps in the master bedroom and we sleep on the floor. (laughs) This is my son, Cranston. We got him a Tesla, but it drives himself. He's five. Organic goose milk. Kick it. MC underscore Hesh has a new twist on an old classic. Is a hot dog a sandwich or a taco? No. The taco part I've never heard. You are going to get so many white people angry on behalf of Mexicans for culturally appropriating the taco. It's not a taco. A taco is a a soft or hard shell wheat or flour Mexican thing. Corn. Fucking corn. I can't believe you said wheat first. I meant to say corn. <laughs> I, meant to say I corn. love a wheat taco. So that's really a wrap. Then you're getting into pita territory. I think of a taco. I mean, I haven't had a pita bread in so long. Uh, a hot dog bun hinges. A taco doesn't. It's continuous. Hot dog bun hinge. That's how you remember it. Hot hinge. It's just different things. Okay. Mail-larded. Never write into the show again. <laughs> Mail-larded. How do you see the long-term effect on stand-up comedy of this pandemic? Would you join Chappelle and Rogan for a ranch gig at Stubbs Barbecue? Uh, no, considering Dave Chappelle just got COVID. So Correct. that's probably... Yes, I mean, of course I would go to do a gig outdoors that was safe and it's probably a freak thing that he got it. And he had been doing shows on his property in Ohio for a very long time. And t- testing everyone. So, you know, it's just sort of an odds, an odds the game. The problem that he was is, is that these, these rapid tests have been proved to only be 60% accurate. So I mean, it, it had been working thus far, but you are tempting fate. But that aside from Rogan and Chappelle, um, I think, and I know the way it's affecting it. Venues are like, we're booking out venues, you know, rebooking, rescheduling, trying to stay ahead of the curve um, because you have to book these dates a year in advance anyway because it's not just stand-up that performs at theaters. There's bands, there's poetry readings, whatever. So you're constantly challenging for these dates and it's an ever-evolving thing and a lot of venues are only open at half capacity. So you're making less money, you're seeing less people, maybe even doing more shows. Uh, You're making less money per show because they can only, you know, seat like it matters if you see people two people away, even two seats away, even if you're in an enclosed space. But so smaller shows is what we're seeing. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of companies reneged on all of the deals we had in place because they were losing money. So we all had to renegotiate everything. So it's a hit. People think just because you're on TV, you must be a bajillionaire and life is good. And yes, I'm doing fine and I manage my money and I don't spend what I don't have and I am a celebrity. But like last night, I was just like, what a fucking waste. Like we were just looking at what we have laid out and everything pushed and you work so hard 
your whole career to get to a place where you're making, it's not about the money, but you do work to a place where you're able to, you know, entertain 5,000 people at a time, 7,000 and make this great money. And it's all just been decimated. And it is heartbreaking because I feel like I've worked really hard and I was just getting to this nice sweet spot and I'm back where I was a couple years ago now. And mm. it's, it's really upsetting all because people refuse to believe in science and people are selfish and our, and our president at the time just did not lead us and people just don't take it seriously. And I just watch people, I'm just flying over here. I'm doing this. I'm going to my friend's wedding. Everybody's being so selfish. And we all have to act like, we all have to always talk about like the working man and farmers and how this affects like people who worked in enclosed spaces. And it's always about blue collar things, but this affects everyone. My career, I've said this before, was gutted and it came to a screeching halt because of this. And yes, you can pivot and you can do Don't Panic Pantry and you can do other things, but people have robbed me of my career and my joy because they just refuse to be selfless. And uh, it's a shame. It's a fucking waste of a life. It's a waste of a career, a big chunk of it. And it's, it's really upsetting. So yeah. on a personal level, that's how I feel. Sorry to bring it down, but that's my reality. <laughs> Playing Lubbock for 12 people. <laughs> Queen Sierra. Hi, I'll keep it as brief as possible. I was fired recently, and I want to know your thoughts on if this was justified. Ooh. Ooh. I was a Hot new tea. waiter. Yeah. I was a you new were a waiter? waiter? Where? Where are there waiters? I only got to work there two months. During that time, my dad died. And a few weeks later, I got the stomach flu and was worried it was COVID. I took off of work for these things and received an email asking me if I'd like to cut back my hours or pause my employment and come back later. They also claimed that I was late several times, which was not true at all. I emailed back declining to cut back my hours or pause employment and also wanted to clarify that I was never late. I did this by briefly detailing the situations that led up to their email so there was a record of my experiences and to assure them that I am a reliable employee barring unforeseeable circumstances. I don't think they took kindly to that, telling me that part of the reply was telling me that part of the reply was completely unnecessary. A month later, I was asked the day before to come in on Christmas Eve. I said, I will come in if you need me, but I did already have plans. Is there anyone else you can ask? They said they get back to me and that night I was fired. I was told many times that I was doing an amazing job and that I get keys to the place soon. Also, they hired someone else to replace me, so I know it's not about the money. I feel very slighted by them and want to hear your thoughts on the situation. Thank you. That's tough. That's tough because we only know your side of it. I don't know if you actually were late. I can tell you. Let's say she wasn't late. Let's say you weren't he. late from an employer standpoint, you know, I guess you not cutting back your hours. So I'm so sorry that your dad died. That is horrible. Um, I wonder if it was like, did he die? Did you leave them enough notice? Or did he die and you were like, I just can't come in and they had no one to schedule? And for your stomach flu, was it like night before? Hey, I'm not feeling well. And you know, stomach flu only lasts like a couple hours, like 48 hours or something. Um, it sounds like you may have had someone in the office who wasn't a fan or maybe one of the other waiters complained or something. The late thing, it's odd that they would say that um, but let's say you weren't late. It just sounds like unfortunate circumstances. But from a, I guess, a scheduler's point of view, you know, they're like, we don't want your excuses. We just want you in. Um, right. I'm just and saying from the, 
Yeah. And the Christmas Eve thing kind of gave them an excuse because they're just like, well, now you're healthy, but you just want to do something else. But she did say she would. Right. But I think they were just like, oh, we don't want to go back and forth anymore. You know, I think it's one of those brutal industries where there's so much turnover and they just need someone that's reliable. And the dad thing was unfortunate. And I don't know how you said, hey, I can't come in. And I don't know how long you took off for. And the stomach flu may have been right after that. So all they're seeing is like a gap in the schedule. And there's, you know, so I, what I would do if I were you is just let it lie and move on. I have a friend who was a bartender and there was another bartender who like had it out for her. And even though everyone loved her, she claims, my friend, she was fired. Even yeah. though the other bartender was a total bitch and all this stuff. And I'm like, she was like, I'm going to sue them. And I'm like, you're going to spend so much money and time in this little game. Like, just move on. I'm not saying you're saying that. Move on. There are so many. First of all, I'm like, where do you live? What rural town do you live in that you're able to be a waiter? Um, that's great that you had a job. Move on. The Either, timing was just the so timing's unfortunate. unfortunate. Having nothing to do with with you, probably, you don't know. Honestly, you don't know like, if maybe they saw you do something that you weren't aware of, or they're just like, "Look, we can't keep." There's always an issue. People are very unforgiving when it comes to personal issues, and I know that we were making fun of the lady that pretends to have all those medical issues, but from a scheduler's perspective. It's like, oh, her father died and she took off and then her stomach was hurt. And then she said she wouldn't. So they start to kind of build a case against you. And by the way, the people that are saying you're doing great, no one's going to say to your face you're doing bad. And it could be two warring factions. Could be one manager liked you, two waitresses didn't. You don't know. And you'll never know. Just move on. It doesn't matter. None of those people are going to be working there in a year. It's a service industry. It's impermanent. So just move on. Uh, Good news is your dad's not going to die twice. So you'll never have that excuse again. And you can start at the new job. Fresh face. Lee Stevenson, 19. My question is simple, like most of my questions in the past, but I feel important. When I go to the bathroom, I close the top lid before I flush. My mom taught me as a kid that millions of germs would land on my toothbrush if I didn't. Yet my brother and dad never followed suit. Why is your toothbrush so close to your toilet bowl? (laughs) Like I rest my my toothbrush on the rim. (laughs) Do you close the top lid before you flush? And if you don't, Meh, but maybe listeners will wonder about all the extra, because let's be honest, we all get some, but extra fecal fragments they could not transfer directly on their toothbrush. First of all, to get your toothbrush away from your toilet. Don't. I have, my toothbrush is near my toilet because there's, that's the space that I'm limited to. You're like, because I brush my teeth in the tank of my toilet. It's fresh water. Everyone thinks it's gross, <laughs> but it's really not unless you take an upper decker. Now, um... My toilet is in a separate part of the bat that's not near the sink, so I don't worry about it. Excuse However, excuse you. Well, excuse you, and you guys should know fecal matter, you cannot get away from it. It is everywhere. You scratch it's on your, your butt, phone is where it's on it your is. phone, it's in your tushy, whatever. That being said, uh, especially if you like dump out, you should for sure shut that lid. You should definitely shut the lid. It's not something, you know, you just have a quick little piddle. It's okay, especially if you drink a lot of water, it's mostly water. But yes. That stuff is jumping out and making its home in your face, on your hands, on your clothes. Uh, if you can shut it, you should. You you get a bowl full of turds and you're like, I'll just flush it and let that geyser flow. <laughs> Definitely shut your toilet lid if you have one. Some people don't have that kind of money. Some people's toilets don't come with lids. Don't come with lids. Um, well, it's a I think tornado. It's that's the next sci-fi movie. Hurricane Katrina. 
No. Yeah, I'm ready. Kick it. People died. Are you ready for top of the cup? The top people are dying from fecal matter in their teeth. Don't rinse your toothbrush in your toilet. Kick it. It's the top of the cup. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Top of the cob. Oh, top of the cob. I'm going to start with my top of the cob. Um, I desperately want to be a tea person, even though I think tea is lame, um, because it's something that you can interact with and drink that, you know, isn't sugary and doesn't have, I choose ones without caffeine because I really can only have one cup of coffee a day because then my stomach starts to hurt if I'm just like chugging on coffee. So I really, I got this tea called the Mushroom Hero and mushroom tea sounds like something that, Fred Armisen would drink in Women and Women First on Portlandia. But I like it. It's got adaptogens, uh, all these healing properties. And this one is made with cacao nibs in it. So it feels kind of chocolatey and coffee-y. And I, I love that I love it. Mushroom hero got mush. He's got spores in his eyes. It's called Mushroom Hero. I'm a mushroom tea drinker. <laughs> My child doesn't have sugar. Take it. Uh, my top of the cop is that I read that you should massage your dogs and your cats. And I thought that was so cute that it can Love help it. dogs like older dogs with joint pain. Love it. And a woman said she's a massage therapist and that she started like she would go to people's houses and the one person, the dog jumped up on the table. And so she was like massaging him. And now her clients will have her do them and then do the dog after. And so I'm going to start getting in there on Gracie. There are, Tianfu comes up to me and I start rubbing behind her ears and you see her eyes start to close. There is something yeah. very satisfying about successfully rubbing your dog in the right place and they just kind of melt because you like to know that you're making them feel good. And Tianfu's reaction is so satisfying because she does, she starts to like, her eyes start to close and, she, yeah. and you're like, oh, you like this. This is nice. I've definitely been around one or two women with Blanche uh, where like they know the right, I don't know if a human massage therapist is the same as a dog massage therapist, different, different types of body parts, but, uh, where they know exactly where to rub your dog and the dog just kind of melts. And I like that. It's like a nice little healing exchange. That being said, I touch her a lot. And last night she growled at me and that's fair. Was she on my bed? Yes. Was I in her face? For sure. Mm. Also try to massage their mouth with your mouth while screaming. My bottom of the cob is, this is so weird. We have Sonos in our house, uh, music speakers. This has happened a couple times now. It'll be like three in the morning and music will just start playing. And it's not music you recognize. It's like kind of eerie. Noah describes it as the music that you would stage a house to, like just ambient, but it's kind of in a weird key. And there's actually nothing. It's pretty unnerving to wake up to like a weird off-key symphony just playing. Yeah, like you're about to be purged. It's it's not intense music, but it is a little weird. Like, it's... And so now we just know it's a Sonos. I don't know if... Apparently, this is like a bug in Sonos or like we had one friend who had used our Sonos when they were over and they were playing music very late at their house and it had connected across town to our house. It is a weird thing and we cannot figure out how to fix it. And now we changed our password and it still happened the other night. And now it's at the point where I just wake up, I'm like, the music's playing. And so you just go on your phone. And it's playing on your phone. Like, your phone just starts playing it. Super weird. So, Ew. yeah. But these are the reasons I don't have Alexa in my house. So I'm already, it's already haunted. Kick it. My bottom of the cup, I feel like, is pretty solid, which is having COVID. I'm just by myself. Yeah, um, that is the bottomest of cobs. 
I can't go into the world. I can't. I can't go to the store. Even I can't go to McDonald's. I can't do anything. I'm just here waiting to hopefully get a negative test back so I can resume life. But I just am so sick of being in this one room. All right, you're depressing everyone. Yeah. Well, you can take a walk. I'm scared to go out there. I mean, I went I, I went in my car to go get the test the other day. But um, I mean, I have, a, as far as things go, mild case. So I'm very lucky in that regard. But it just, it feels weird to feel like you're fully, like, in isolation. Yeah, that's, I think a lot of people who live alone, sort of mental health-wise, struggle with that. You know, even if they don't have corona, just like being in your house. I live with someone and I feel, comp- especially when he goes to bed, I'm like, I'm alone. We're all dying soon. I miss my family. Like the walls do close in on me. So I'm sure that that's exacerbated by living alone. But you'll probably be back to work tomorrow. You're almost done, baby. Almost. Quarantoned. That's what it is. When you work out during quarantine, you are quarantoned. You heard it first. Don't go stealing that like elder millennial. Everyone's using it. No one's crediting me. Pumpkin everything. That's mine too. Giving you guys gems. Quarantoned. Also, Emily, I'm sorry. But you're almost done. I mean, you can always check in with me. And you're eating better and you're feeling you've good. You've been nice. You've been checking in. You've been nice. You've been my own, my main contact in these trying well, times. Despite your kicking, I care about you. <laughs> despite you rejecting my touch at every advance, I care. <laughs> I think we got a lot of questions answered today. Got a lot of follow-ups. I still think about that girl without the tooth. Hope she got a new tooth by now. And uh, no, yeah, you can be a few months. You got any follow ups? You got any? Once we give you the advice, if you implement it, you want to let us know how it ruined your life. Hook it up. <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast, maybe not today's episode, but in general, please write us a review. We love the reviews. Uh, oh, really fun update. Great. Lots of people leaving reviews since the last time that we requested. Thank you so much. It is so appreciated. It does make a difference. It allows other people to find the podcast. But they've been leaving a lot of reviews. And it's not enough. We need more reviews. No, great job. Um, And you know what? Uh, A lot of people, a lot more people I've noticed are putting this in their stories and saying, I'm listening to this. Maybe set it up with a link. Maybe send it to a friend that it applies to. You know, we're trying to broaden our horizons. We're getting so many new podcast sponsors, so we're doing great. And we love, we want to share this. We try to give you sound advice. I try to never endorse a product that I think is garbage. I don't want to lie to people. I don't want to be the kind of host that just tells you what you want to hear. We try to keep it authentic. And um, we're here for you. And hopefully we'll be back on the road soon. What? Teaser, we do have some mini-sos with a favorite partner of ours that will be coming soon and that is because you guys keep supporting those a fan favorite beverage perhaps in the hard bubbly category be coming at you soon uh it's seasonal so summer's just around the corner weirdly oh god and we're ready get quarantine sip it BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 